Welcome back for another episode of Black Women Healing Podcast. Join Donika and I as we engage in various topics of mental health with different guests. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe on any of your favorite podcast platforms. Now let's go ahead and dive into this week's episode of Black Women Healing Podcast. That's such a good one. Um, I think it is depending on who the person is. I think that it's an individualized like decision, just like healing is a lot of times. So I think that it, like, if you're, I, oh, it's hard. So <laughs> it depends on different different types of healing. Technically, we're always healing. And that's why I love Black Women Healing Podcast. Like, we're always healing. It's just different areas of our life. So um, I'm going to just, so maybe if you were dealing with some concerns with, let's say, what's a big one? okay, maybe, maybe you got cheated on, right? And it's caused trust issues. And now with your partner, you're always like on, you know, you always paranoid that this person is um, like cheating on you. Mm-hmm. If you're a person who can, you know, maybe go to therapy, maybe be able to be more honest about your feelings with yourself, maybe you start journaling, Maybe you start figuring out different ways, practicing some of these skills. So a lot of times the paranoia, you know, being able to change your thoughts. So every time you see him on his phone or him, she, they, whoever they are on their phone, you like, they probably texting somebody, like being able to change that type, that thought. So sometimes being in a relationship helps with the healing, because if you don't have the person doing it, then you're not ever getting to practice that. Mm-hmm. But then let's say you're a person who you you need to solitude yourself like you need to completely focus on one thing to get through to another thing that you might need to heal solely like alone and it's not still it's not alone it's just not in a like maybe romantic relationship mm-hmm. you'll still have different relationships you'll have your friendship you'll have hopefully communities uh, that support you hopefully you know therapy counseling or uh, whatever it is that you do but romantic relationship, I don't know. It's hard. It just depends on the person. That's what it comes down to, y'all. Khadija, what do you think? Um, I pretty much agree with... <laughs> I pretty much... No, I pretty much do agree with... Because I go back and forth. It's just like, I feel like one we're all healing all the time. Like, I don't expect, I don't have a limit to my healing, but I do agree that sometimes, like, if you are, like, if you have abandonment issues, if you have issues that really have to, like, involve being dependent, codependency, um, like they say in sobriety, you don't go into a relationship your first year because you're just swapping out one addiction from the other addiction. But then, but then on the other notion, it's like sick people, people who are, like, sick or damaged or healing they still need love so it's like am I not going to you know love this person because they are in this space but at the same time making sure that my own mental health is like is being protected so I think it's just like a double sword and I don't know I just feel like you just have to look at like all the circumstances but Mm -hmm. but I pretty much agree with Danika said okay okay what about you, girl, Myra? What you think? Because you said this is, it is a question that comes up a lot. So what you think? And it seems like I always get asked this question. And I was one of those people who I would say, no, I don't need to be in a relationship. I mean, I shouldn't be in a relationship while I'm healing. I need to work on me because self-love starts with me. I'm that person I always say, like, self-love starts with me. Love starts with me. Mm. And so at one point I told my boyfriend, I was like, I think we should break up for a little bit because I think I have some things I need to work on. And he was just like, 
if someone I want to marry, when we get married, are we going to divorce so you can go work on yourself and then we get remarried again? And I was just like, what? And he was just like, exactly. So whatever you need to work on, let's work on you being vocal with me and I'll figure out what I need to do to support you. And if you come up with something, we'll figure it out together. And I was just like, whoa, this is not how I usually think about things. I'm going to have to sit and think about this for a second because that just threw me for a loop. I was like, wait, what? So I think that's why I'm like, I look at it either way. I don't really pick a side because in the past I have done my healing by myself and I've chosen to do that and it's worked for me. Whereas I'm in this new relationship and yes, this is working now, but who's to say that's always going to work. So I don't know. I don't have like a yes or a no, just because that threw me for a loop. So yeah. Can I say one more thing that I just thought about? I feel like with women, like when it comes to healing, like from my experience, like we heal men, but men don't generally heal women because they don't really have the tools to do it. So for me, yes. when I am dating a man, compared to when I'm dating like a woman, I I can heal. Like we can heal. I can heal with a woman, but a man, I really can't because they're just so needy in it themselves. And then it's like I'm taking out my frustrations on them, mm-hmm. and it's just like an ugly mess. So I think it's also like different when it comes to like those dynamics of like men to like woman and woman to like woman but yeah i'm happy that you point that out because when i think about like other men that i've dated and i've said that they've been like all right <laughs> whereas my boyfriend was just like no <laughs> that's not about to happen so wow that's like an eye opener for me i didn't think about that okay so um today's guest is khadijah i'm sorry if i pronounced your last name wrong please correct me Ola Gokil. Olagoke. 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 Khadijah is a lawyer and creator of Sober Black Girls blog. She, she created Sober Black Girls Club blog in October 2018 after noticing her own struggles with alcohol and the lack of digital support for Black women working towards sobriety. Since then, Khadijah has continued to provide consistent content through her blog and uh, social media platforms to support and join Black women on sobriety and overall life struggles. Yes, welcome Khadija. Like thank you for having me again. <laughs> so tell us how things have been since the last time we talked to you in March. We talked in March. Wow. Right when the pandemic hit. Are you serious? Yep. It was like a week later. Okay, things have been crazy, freaking different. Oh my gosh. Wow. I mean, in terms of like to a Black Girls Club, the amount of like services we had to create and the amount of input we had to like really increase uh, because it's like this whole situation is deja vu of the time when I, my addiction really became like an addiction, um, being secluded at home by myself, sad, depressed, and then my usage started to increase and that's what led to addiction. So uh, now like a lot of, of girls like we've increased our membership by like fourteen thousand, and i think when we last talked wow. i think maybe like seven thousand um but now it's like folks have stayed home for the past three four months drinking because that's what people were doing that's what you know we was it was advertised on t on instagram on on the you know commercials and other platforms and that's what people do when you're like you're bored like we were used to like drinking and now like they're trying to you know everyone i know i put on like 30 pounds but not from drinking from literally eating but now everyone is trying to like make make um normalcy of this new normal and we're trying to get back in routine and now 
girls, women um, particularly, are realizing they can't stop drinking. So now they're confused and they don't know, like, they didn't, you know, I know I never used to have a problem, now I do. And it's just like trying to explain that, you know, the more you do something like, especially something addictive like drinking, the more it's going to be harder for you to stop. You might not have had a problem before coming into the, to the, to the pandemic, but now you pop, you do because you've been drinking for six months, for five months and alcohol is addictive. And it's just a lot of deja vu because that's what happened to me. I was like, why the can I not stop drinking? I'm not an alcoholic. And I'm like, you know, only certain, like, you know, I thought it was a gene thing, but the truth is no, the more you do anything addictive, like Coke, mm-hmm. drinking, meth the harder it's going to be for you to stop you could be doing drinking every day for 60 days that 61 day when you're like okay let me stop it's gonna be difficult you've been you know it's, it's difficult so we've been really busy and like that's why i look like mess oh, whatever i look like a mess we've been really busy i'll tell you that we've been really busy extremely busy yeah. I remember when the f- pandemic had first started and there was like the see a shot, take a shot challenge and all these other challenges. And I Ooh. loved how like it was irritating me because I was like, oh my gosh, like this is y'all doing too much. And I'll always come to your page and you would do like some type of plot twist. And I'd be like, thank God, because this is getting out of hand. Oh my goodness. So um, Khadija, what are some of the ways you stay connected to your Sober Black Girls community during this time? Um, well, multiple ways. I mean, like we have the most common is probably our Facebook private group that we are constantly talking in. We also have like a WhatsApp group that's for like girls who need, you know, maybe minutes and minute help, not minutes and minute help, but WhatsApp, you get the notification right away. So like we can like interact right away. But Facebook, it's like, you know, people are telling us their daily wins, something happened losses definitely um all of our social media platforms we do have a support group on tuesday for queer for queer folks of color and sobriety and that's an hour that's a great group we just started that recently like maybe a few weeks ago but since the last time we met in march we had we started our support group for black women and that's an amazing group it's just so amazing um so i love that group um yeah i love that group so yeah pretty much through those resources and yeah pretty much that's it really and I attend other meetings like other meetings that are going on whether it's 12-step meeting just to stay grounded and connected to like what people are doing around the world for sure yeah um what have you found have been some of the benefits of staying at home (laughs) and I wrote this I was like we got to talk about the bright side and I know it's there (laughs) somewhere so let's find it (laughs) <laughs> no, I, no, you're right. There is some way. There, no, you're right. <laughs> I will say this: staying at home has made me realize that we really have to put. Um, for me, I have to put emphasis and importance into sober black girls club or any other internal work that I'm doing, just as I did with like my nine to five, like you know, working at like the law firm. Um, because this, that's honestly what has gotten me through. I mean, in the beginning, it was miserable because I found myself, especially because I wasn't drinking, I found myself, like, eating, like, a lot, especially just ordering out, eating a lot, um, you know, staying at home, not really understanding. And that's another thing. It, it basically allowed me, like, you know what, Katie, you have a lot of more work to do. You know, like, I need to learn how to be adaptable. So it's really taught me a lot about myself because um, in the beginning, again, I wasn't doing anything. I was just staying at home on the computer. But it really taught me that one, like life is constantly always changing and you really need to learn how to adapt for your own betterment. Um, 
and it has made me yeah it's just giving me a lot of revelations like okay and now i'm making like so black house club a non-profit like this is my 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 life like you know what i'm not my life but this is my life work like not working at a firm you know what i mean it's really taught me like what's important and emphasize like the the work we have to do in terms of like addiction or substance abuse or in sobriety and like in our nation, because it's really ridiculous, like you said before, the emphasis that these people were putting, and it stopped, I don't know if you realize, but it's definitely stopped, um, like, the emphasis on alcohol has stopped compared to, like, how it was, like, in March mm -hmm. and May, Absolutely. and I just think it's because a lot of folks are, like, realizing, first of all, like, every day I see a new sober page, you know, I, I want to see more sober pages of color, but literally, like, every day there's someone making a sober page, there's, like, you know, Heineken is coming up with Heineken Zero, they're like, can we send you some? I'm like, sure, send us, but that, like, they're getting the picture, like, listen, you yes. need to stop pushing alcohol, it's disgusting, alcohol leads to drug addiction, the reason why the liquor stores have been open for the pandemic is because America has a serious addiction issue, and you cannot just take alcohol from an alcoholic, because they might go into cardiac shock, they may, they may have some, they may die, you mm -hmm. can die taking alcohol so fast and sudden from an alcoholic, so that's why they kept it open and if that doesn't tell you something about our nation i don't know what does like that means that we have a serious problem in this country right. so yeah but you said good things but yeah i i mean i learned a lot of stuff i learned you know like when things are good you, things are good you're just w walking in the motions you're just moving emotions oh life is good i'm working i'm coming home doing this yeah. going through them. but you know this period has really allowed me to see like katie there's there's things that need to be done with yourself Mm. and like with others you know so i guess that's that a good thing i appreciate that not the weight gain but i appreciate that so it sounds like you're talking about getting more i mean you're already kind of were in line with your purpose but now it's just like you're fully diving into it and you're doing the extra work that you're wanting to do to make this you know even bigger than yourself so that's powerful absolutely um it makes me think about too because we most definitely you know, hear more about alcohol because it's the more like socially accepted drug, right? So it makes me think about if there was an increase in other drugs, you know, such as cocaine, ecstasy, uh, PCP, LSD, you know, the list goes on. I'm wondering if there's, there was also an increase in those. Definitely was, especially um, amongst gay men in California, um, actually where you guys are. I don't know what city though. I can't specifically state a city, but I know gay men in California are dying from meth, overdose. I know, um, you know, white folks are dying. Well, I shouldn't say just white folks, but that's opioid addiction. They're mostly dying from that. Um, I want to say just the other day, I was speaking to a mother of a teen in Florida who she overdosed um, mm -hmm. on, she was a black teen. I don't know what she overdosed on. I, I want to say it was cocaine. And it's, and it's like, you don't usually just overdose from cocaine, but the thing is that they're putting fentanyl in it. And yep, that's yep. what's creating the overdose. So I'm pretty sure it probably was cocaine that was probably laced with like fentanyl. And she passed away. Now that's a big thing because it's just a big thing in her city because they called the cops. The cops didn't help. And then she just passed away from that overdose. So that's a huge thing that's going on right now in, in Florida. But yeah, no, folks are definitely dying. Of, of drugs we're just not hearing about it but they definitely are right definitely. um what are what are the top three struggles that you have noticed for those working towards sobriety during this pandemic two things and i struggle with it too so it's like you know i'm not perfect but two things habits and um feeling it's mm -hmm. like it's 
I say habits is for one. Um, trying to explain to folks that like when you've been drinking so long, it's really gonna you can't. Some people just put cold turkey and they'll just be like you know going through the motions in their home for 21 days. I've seen it, I've heard of it, and I believe it. But most folks probably are going to need to. Um, I guess like stagger off a little bit like you know and make like give themselves goals like make habits like maybe like you know big habits are made of little habits nice. so maybe if you're drinking every a bottle every night maybe just try drinking like a glass or pushing the hour later you know some people like I used to wait until nine um to, to drink just because it would only give me that three hour window um, because in my mind, like for me, it was like always like, oh, when 12 o'clock hits, I won't drink anymore and I'll start over and I'll be sober from then. So for me, it was just a mindset of just like starting from drinking at three, ending it at 12 compared to when I would drink at like 5 PM and then drink all day and be like, okay, well, tomorrow's a new day. Mm -hmm. Just like trying to like swamp out little habits, like maybe going for a walk, um, trying where like if you have a craving giving yourself putting a timer because they usually say cravings last for 20 minutes putting 20 minutes and just giving it a shot so that means you're watching girlfriends for 20 minutes and if you still have a craving then okay drink but at least give yourself a shot build small habits um like making sure you're eating six five meals a day i you know you know people are so worried about gaining weight in early sobriety which I understand, but it doesn't really have to be like that. But if you're like tapering off of alcohol, you need to be make sure like you're full and content because hunger is a is a trigger. If you're hungry, you're going to think you want to drink, but in all reality, you just need food. Um, so definitely just teaching like habits and understanding habits. And the second one is feeling. Like that's why anyone really, or I won't say anyone, but that's why most people really abuse drugs or alcohol because you don't want to feel our emotions. Right. Um, but I just recently, while we were, while in quarantine, I started seeing like a, a life coach and she's been helping me like really understand that it's okay to befriend emotions. Like it's okay. Every emotion that you have, that we have, every trigger that we have, it really like, it, it stems from somewhere. So if I'm upset because I don't know, like I'm being ignored by my partner, um, working with her, I can understand that, like, from a young age, it's probably because I, the abandonment issues that I have, and now I'm, I don't, I don't like when people don't answer me, like, right away, blah, 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 but it's like, okay, I don't have to be mad, I'm not wrong, they're not wrong, I just need to nurture that little child that I was that went through all this shit, and that's why we now have abandonment issues, mm -hmm. so it's really just, like, feeling, giving myself to, like, giving myself, um, time, and moments to really feel and process why am I feeling like this what like why am I being so so embraceive and so like you know what's what like embrace it basically so really feeling and I tell people all the time like when you're going through a trigger when you're going through a craving just sit there and say what am I feeling and why am I feeling that mm -hmm. and then it's like why why does that make me feel this way and keep on asking why and why and why and why and then you can realize like where does this come from um and then you can have more compassion with yourself because you, you can remember the instant or the accident or the event that mm -hmm. triggered or created this this persona of you, your shadow. So, um, but pe yeah, that's something that I'm working on with a lot of like the members in our journaling course. It's just about feeling, just feeling your emotions and not trying to hide between behind like a bottle or, or food or like, you know, sex, just feeling it and being okay with that. Sure. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I'm a very, very uh, firm believer of feeling your feelings. That's most definitely my 
like model and like I like how you said befriending like those feelings too like sometimes like we the one the feeling that we all most of us like is happy and joy but that is literally one feeling that we have we have so many other feelings and the more you understand them the more you recognize them the more you'll be able to get through the feelings a little bit better so I think that's super important to be like you know what I'm angry right now and even if you because me I'm a person when I when I feel sad I've 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 understand it so much that sometimes I even like it like I'm like okay I know it's here I you know right I know it's here this is cool I already know it's it's happening for a reason so let me feel this and kind of work through it but so I think that you you most definitely hit it on the nose with that and that's where I want everyone in life to be to understand like you know to recognize and be happy like oh wow I know this feeling like I know I know it's here like I just can't I've had some moments like recently working with my life coach and I'd be smiling like oh I am mad good like I'm happy like you know but I can't wait for that to be a natural occurrence it's it's a beautiful thing to me because you're right you can't always be happy like you have to acknowledge your feelings Mm -hmm. yeah um so Kadeesh can you discuss some of your favorite supports resources and anything that you've been using during this time and it can be like your favorite Netflix show like how you mentioned girlfriends it can be you've been watching that and it's been your jam Um, that's a really good question um I started like taking up drawing um drawing which you know I'm a horrible drawer but you know what I'm happy that like I'm I'm learning to like fix it so that's been like a healing practice for me that's been one of my good best supports like taking this like drawing class online um so yeah that feels good because I want to improve my penmanship but I don't know why I have horrible handwriting it's like the most ridiculous thing like whatever but yeah that has been definitely like a good support I've been taking that I've definitely started seeing a life coach um and I think like everyone should be seeing a therapist a life coach someone during this time because it's so different we need to really know how to like navigate it um definitely what else I've been doing a lot of honestly service work has been a lot of my support it's really hard for me to like I don't want to say worry about myself, but it's really hard to be about me if I'm like doing something of service for someone else. It just helps me. It just makes me feel like, you know, it just makes me try not to think about all the, the damage and the bad stuff that's happening around the world. It just gives me like a little space to like escape. Um, definitely Netflix. Oh my God. Well, I mean, I've oh, I don't know if you guys, I've always been like a huge like binger on like TV and I'm a, I'm a TV fanatic. I'm a movie fanatic. So anything, I probably already saw it. So um, I am happy that Netflix has included a lot of, like, our Black shows because it's been... I've never watched Girlfriends before. Did you guys ever watch Girlfriends before? I couldn't get into it. I could not get into Girlfriends as a kid. As a what? I used to watch well, it on YouTube all the time. So when I saw it coming to Netflix, I was, like, perfect. Because I watch it, like, every day. Really? I got the whole series. I got the whole... DVD, all the DVDs, like... <laughs> yeah, I'm watching it now for the first time but as a, as a teenager I couldn't get into it it was different though it hits different now even watching it younger like I'll still get because it's still a little funny moments, but it's not the same like watching it now you like it hits different yeah okay, which character do you think you are so far oh my gosh I don't but see but I'm gonna be kind to myself because you know I am a work in progress and I really hate to say this but 
I feel like this is who I. Uh oh, I'm scared. <laughs> no, but listen, I'm only in the third episode. I'm only in the third episode, season one. I just started watching this. Okay, so I don't know her personality, but I can see myself, and like, I this is who I was, and this is who I and I like her. I just think she needs a little, little more tweaks. And I get, I'm I'm healing. So you who know, who is it? <laughs> I mean, I'm only on season one, episode three, so I don't know other stuff that she's been she's done in the other season episodes. But now I'm like, okay, yeah, she's a little kind of cocky. She's a little kind of like self-absorbed. It's and- Tony. <laughs> it's, Tony. <laughs> it's Tony. Wait, that's Tony. The realtor. Who? The realtor, no, right? The black it's Tony. Yep, it's Tony. Oh, so Tony, her. Oh, yep. not Joan. Oh, Joan is um Tracy. Yeah, Tracy. Oh, yeah. no, not Tracy. I cannot stand her. But I see myself a little bit more like my like like Tony. But you know, that's like an uninvolved Katie. Like you know, it's very familiar to me. Like how she like how you know I don't date certain people. You know, I can yeah. What about keep you? watching? Well, that's gonna change. She, she, yeah, she. she Danica, yeah. who are you? Or who do you think you are? I ain't none of them. <laughs> I'm sorry. I love, like, I, I can't even try to fit myself within any of them because I don't think, I guess I would say Joan in a sense, but, like, I, I do, I've enjoyed work, like, you know, consuming myself in work. Uh, I'm single now, but, um, yeah, Joan is just extra. She's very... Um, yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not any of them. I, I'm not. And then I think about Maya. She, she's like on this, you know, married with a kid. You know, started off young. You know, she had a kid really young. And, um, yeah, I am not any of them. <laughs> yeah, okay. what about you, Myra? Who would you say? I think I'm a mix of Lynn and Joan, but I have Maya's like sassiness. Oh. And I've always gotten that. Even in high school, people used to say, like, that's how they would describe me. I was like, what? But now I see it. I definitely see it now. <laughs> it's, it's the same thing like Moesha. Um, Moesha was a little brat. Like, I was like, oh. Yeah. Like, but growing up, I just loved her. But now I'm like, oh. But it's just growing pains. Like, you know, it's just, it's, yeah. it's life. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so, Khadijah. What are some takeaways you have for our listeners, whether it be a quote, something you want them to do? What are some takeaways you have? All right, so takeaways. All right, so I would would really recommend um, everyone to leave their house for at least 20 minutes a day, especially in this pandemic. It can be so easy or quarantine to like stay in the house. And I have found that the more I'm outside, the happier I am like throughout the day. So like in the morning, just to stay grounded, um, to know that like everything is very temporary, like everything in life is temporary and really, um, it's a goal and it's a gift to learn how to adapt and just to move with the flow because nothing ever is really going to stay the same. Mm-hmm. And that's really something that we can all, I guess, take away from like this pandemic and from having quarantine. And lastly, just to be like gracious with yourself. Um, I know you guys heard me say a couple of times ago, I gained weight, but I'm still not working out until I feel like it because I'm already doing a couple, <laughs> I'm already doing so much. Like I'm already trying to work on, again, with my life coach healing, you know, and healing for me is going to be uh, ever evolving. And I have to like really 
style what's important and what's not and that's me having grace because if this was me three four years ago i would be like running 10 miles a day just really draining myself and i don't need to do that anymore because i understand how important and how and how relaxing and how soothing having having grace is so even if you're not where you are um where you want to be now in terms of like routine and i know like a lot of people are st- even though we've been in this for six months myself included are still trying to figure out our routine have grace with yourself and just understand that we are in different times <clears throat> excuse me and you're you're doing great you're, you're doing if you're here if you're still here you're doing great i hear a lot about um mm-hmm. mindfulness and you know being grounded from what you just said i said i'm taking away from it because i know donica she's like the mindfulness queen so <laughs> a lot of what she said is the things that she's like, yeah, these are things you need to practice. Am I right, Donika? Yes. Mm-hmm. I'll be trying mm-hmm. to live in the present moment, pretty much. Trying. For sure. So thank you so much for joining us today. Um, we'll probably have you back again because people loved our last episode with you. And I'm always grateful and thankful for, you know, our interactions. They're always really positive and uplifting. So thank you so much. Thank you, too. I really appreciate it. Love your platform. And it's always, like, a fun time. Oh, my gosh, it's already over. Mm. <laughs> right. <laughs> Until next time. <laughs> Until next time. Yeah, no, you just feel really positive, and I can, like, see, like, the, like, you, you seem like, like, you seem like you're happy today, um, and in a, like, peaceful kind of vibe, and I feel like I haven't seen it from you in a minute, so I don't know. <laughs> Man, making me cry. <laughs> Cry, let it out. Feel your feelings. Did you say befriend your feelings? But thank oh. you. I do feel good today. Yeah, so I'm really, I guess I'm I'm really happy for you. And it makes me feel good. So, um, I don't know what's going on, but maybe I'm this glad year, this year. Like, uh, when I'm close to people, I feel their emotions. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's true. Yeah, I know. But, so, yes. <laughs> anyways, anyways. Um, I think this is a super, super important topic. Uh, I'm really glad that, like, Khadijah has her her platform. If y'all are already not following her, she posts stuff all day, y'all. Like, <laughs> all day. And it be super motivating stuff. It's stuff that makes you think. You know, some of it is just, like, feel good. It's just a lot of, like, dope stuff. So, like, I'm really glad that she was able to come on. For myself, for reflecting, I most definitely have been drinking a lot more. Uh, I'm usually um, a super social drinker, which I still am, which is bad because I probably shouldn't be as social as I have. But, anywho, I have, I feel like usually, I don't know, I probably drink like once a month or every blue moon. I've been drinking probably like every weekend at least. And that is more, that's, that is too much for me. And I notice myself, usually I'm able to turn down if I'm going to an event or, um, like, like these little get-togethers because that's what it is y'all I'm not gonna lie I most definitely have one of the get-togethers um and so you know they'd be like oh you want to drink or everybody's drinking and I'm the person who usually if I don't want to drink then I'm not drinking or if I'm like you know I don't want to drink then I'm not but then I find myself being like you know what I'll take a drink you know and <laughs> I don't be like that you know so I most definitely about to become a lot more mindful of my drinking because like Khadija said like those little habits build into big habits so yeah for sure for sure what about you Myra you got anything you want to share reflect on 
I think I was thinking about when she said that go outside for 20 minutes a day. Because one thing my job, they used to do, like, when quarantine first hit, we would stop our staff meetings and go on 10-minute walks. But when you came back, you had to talk about, like, what stood out to you as far as the five senses. So we would always do, what do you smell? What do you hear? What do you feel when you go on this walk? Is the walk in your house? Is the walk outside? So just making me think about that again, because I was telling them when we first did it, I never like paid attention. I feel like I never heard birds chirping and that sounds bizarre, but I feel like because I had to be more mindful of it, then I heard birds chirping and now I hear the birds chirping because I'm more mindful of it. So I think that's just something that stood out for me, how I've been trying to still like go for like those little walks and stuff and really pay attention to, you know, what's going on around the world, around the neighborhood, whatever. Yeah. Yep. Hold on, let me get my book real quick. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think if I have something to share. I guess I'll share that we're officially a year old now. Um, our anniversary was um, September 12th when we first made our Instagram, and we launched sometime early September. So we're now officially one years old, so we're pretty excited about that. We wish we could have did some type of gathering, but we couldn't do a gathering, of course, um, too big. So we just had something small and intimate at the park with just a few people um, that have been on the podcast. So hopefully next year we can have a two-year anniversary with all the fixings and all the things and all the people. Yes, one year. So happy. <laughs> we need to do a reflection episode, but... Right, uh, like the year, how it's been. Mm-hmm. But uh, the book, y'all, that I've been I've been reading a lot. But um, one of the books I've been reading is called Think and Grow Rich. Right? Oh but this gosh, one, this one because everybody hears about the Napoleon Hill, right? This one is focused on like Black Americans. Oh, plot twist! Right, plot twist. Because everybody be like, I heard about that. I'm like, no, I don't know that. This one's very specific. So it's Dennis Kimbrough. That's the Black man. Um, and he pretty much just revived, it's like his own take of like for Black Americans. A lot of it is like changing your thought process and really understanding success. And um, this book is dope. Um, so this right here has been kind of changing some of my my thought processes when it comes to money, when it comes to success, when it comes to um, even like these, um, like our... Um, our intuition you know like when you want to do something and a lot of times we don't um so i i really encourage this book y'all and it was probably like three dollars on amazon maybe cheaper i'm gonna have to check it out because i've never heard of that version i saw when you said it i was like oh my gosh everybody talks about that damn book that's interesting so i've been reading i started a little book club um with my film scholar girls and we are reading a book called mama didn't raise this woman and this book is juicy y'all so it's basically about this girl who her dad is heavily involved in her life and she's confused because oftentimes like black fathers aren't in kids lives in this time so I don't know how old she um, is. I couldn't really tell you like when the book is set. I'm assuming like 1970, 1980s. Um, so she talks about how that's kind of confusing for her because all of her friends' dads aren't in their lives. And then her mom is in and out of her life. And her mom was never really like what you would define as a mom if you think of a mom. So it's a juicy book. It's really good. Um, but I'll tell y'all about it when I'm done reading it. I'll tell y'all more about it. Um, so that's all I got for this week. Do you have anything else to share? Nope. If you're listening, go ahead and like, subscribe, rate, review, 
do something. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, for real, y'all. Follow us. Um, continue listening. And we, we really appreciate y'all. So, yeah. All right, y'all. That's it for this week's episode of Black Women's Healing Pod. And we'll see y'all. We'll talk to y'all and see y'all again soon.